and welcome again. <laughs> what do you need right now? Yeah, really, what do you need right now? Nothing. 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 What's the purpose of our retreat, Jack? Yeah, do you need a purpose? The mind would like a purpose. So if, if the mind needs a purpose, sometimes we just give it, we throw a bone to the dog, you know? Sometimes your mind needs a purpose. It's like, okay, it's about, you know, taking time out and, and resting in something that is deeper than mind. Might be okay. Mind needs that answer. Some people might have, I want to wake up, I want to be free. Okay. But these are just mind's stories because it likes to have some understanding and reason and something to tell itself, something to make it plausible, an agenda, a goal. And there's so much pressure on the outside world to have goals and reasons for doing everything. Why, why, why? The whys run out of it when we do this work because something else brought you here. But the mind has very limited viewing ability. So the mind's idea of why you're here is probably quite different, actually, to whatever pure consciousness did, pulling all these forms together for these five days. Pure consciousness doesn't have any reason at all. It's just one piece of energy just unfolding and manifesting and changing and doing what it does, constantly morphing and energy moving from one shape to form to another. But it has no reason for it. It's just plain. But when it comes down to the particulars that imagine that they're independent pieces of energies and that they really have decided what to do, then the fun begins. Which, of course, we haven't decided at all. But we really want to believe we, do, we have decided. If you can hold the two visions together, it's like, my mind needs a reason, and it's just to have a break for five days. Keep it simple. That's my mind's reason. But there is space within for something that my mind is allowing to be there. And my mind can't understand it, but it's being honoured. Coming here is being honoured. That will be as much as close as you can get to that purpose thing in terms of listening to pure consciousness. I find that very often people say, oh, why did you do that? You know, I'm like, shoot, find an answer quick. Or it might happen at home where my sweetheart of a husband sitting there. Um, <laughs> where he says, you know, why, why, why did you do that? What, what? I'm like, I really don't have a reason, but if you want me to give you one, I, I can crank up something. <laughs> and that's genuinely the answer. It's like, I can find something if you want it, but I'd be literally finding a cause and effect just to give you a story. 
because there's just this that's 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 the job that's the gig is just listening to the movement and honoring that and aligning so that my mind is in service to that that's the gig so my mind has no personal agenda but it is being used by pure consciousness as a tool to play manifestation and the play might look like suffering and the play might look like joy i don't mind it's still play it's still just moving around doing its thing turn on the subjective perception and it's me myself i my kids and my work and my da 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 it's like okay there's a part of your brain that can do that story but it's your brain your consciousness doesn't know a thing about it not a thing it doesn't do that me myself i little limited perception it doesn't do it that's just your brain it's just your brain but pure consciousness doesn't originate in your brain pure consciousness i'm not talking about being conscious and unconscious like like an anesthetic or a go to sleep bar i'm not talking about that kind of content i'm about pure consciousness the absolute pure awareness god whatever you're comfortable with as a term that doesn't originate in your brain we don't create it we're products of it we're made out of it turning into form And if you imagine that you are your body, well, well, then okay, perfect. You just believe everything your mind says because now you've like, okay, I'm just here, actually. So then my world is just in this body, and that's all I can imagine is real. But if there's space for like, actually, there's some awareness of something that's here before this body. This body is kind of in a time zone, but outside of time. Some, some of you might get that, but outside of time makes sense. Like a hundred years ago, not in your imagination, but the feeling, the taste of a hundred years ago. Can you kind of slip into it? There's some access. There's some access. It's like a little trick to like tune out where we are a hundred years ago. It's a little trick to just tune out. Of, of time and the body and the mind story and tune out and fall back into this little doorway this little doorway that which is bigger than all of this I'm just trying to wrap my mind around like this uh, but why you know if you would move from mind to the consciousness it's just blame and there's no purpose in it. Yeah. Why would we want to what what's you know move from one insanity like another? You know, why what what's moving us towards that it's but we still can't find a purpose. Okay. Um let's see if I got your question right. Let's see if this answer makes sense. So pure consciousness was there outside of time all the time. it made space it made time it made the idea of something can exist it made physical form it's it's showing up it's manifesting as these things that's called the dream yes the deeper we go into it and the more we go from the bigger concepts to the me myself i the insanity increases uh forgetting happens something in your system knows 
there's more. Darn it, there's more. There's something else. And so when, when that yearning, that searching for something more happens, that within you, which is not your mind, is saying, remember, remember. So pure consciousness has nothing to do with insanity or sanity. It's outside of all of that. That's what you are. That's what you are. That's what this is about. And it's about remembering that you are that while you're here. That's, that's what we call waking up, being enlightened. Just, just having that steady wisdom all the time. A constant. Just a constant of knowing that this isn't, this isn't real. This movie material isn't real. What you are is a whole other stratosphere. So it's that we spend our lifetime developing the mind and learning how to manage in the world, and then it's like, hmm, not all it's cracked up to be, or a load of suffering happens, and we tend to come back, right back home again. So we just play at forgetting and start remembering. That's the spiritual path, is to start remembering. But we got a lot of habits to break because we're so used to putting all our attention on what our mind says. And so pulling your attention away from that and breaking the belief in, in, in things we've imagined to be true, that's the work. That's the work. Does this make sense? It does. But, you know, it's also breaking all these concepts and everything. It's just, yeah. 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 There is nothing to cling to. Hurrah! <laughs> There's nothing to cling to. Even God. Even being pure consciousness. That's a great stepping stone and it's necessary for, for awakening to integrate. But even that goes. There is nothing to cling to. If it's anything you can cling to, then it's part of this manifestation. It's part of consciousness forgetting itself. And fear rises up for people with that thought. It's like, okay, so fear is the next thing that can show up. All right, so let's see what this is about. Let's see, okay, my body's doing crazy chemical stuff. All right, is there anything else to fear? It's just a concept that grabs a hold of, of, of chemicals in your body. That's all. Nothing in it. Nothing to it. So you're saying we have this nascent remembering, we know, yeah. I felt it when I was very young too. Yes, so most people know it when they're, when they're young, young, before the yeah. world comes in and craps yes. the top of them. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But the beauty of it is, is that you've got the wisdom of your whole life. Mm. It's like, if you can take the wisdom of managing the world and add it, to the, to the wisdom and pure knowledge that you had when you were a wee one, and put them together. That's kind of how it works out. Because you have that lightness, that levity, because you can't really take that life seriously, because you kind of know it's just, uh, it's, it's, your perception is creating it as you go along. It doesn't have any substance to itself. So the magic and the, light, the lightness of when you were a kid, marry it with the wisdom 
Just the wisdom that you garnered. Not the wounds, just the wisdom of how the world works. Put them together. The wisdom of how your mind works, of how perception works. Put them together. It's like going full circle, you know? Rumi has a poem, beyond right doing and wrong doing, there is a field, I'll meet you there. I'll meet you there. And that's always, always spoken very strongly, because yeah. I have these, you know, issues with doing the right thing. Yes, yes. So you're, yes. what's right is a very, you just yes. know, I think, when you're in that. It's not a process, you just know. Yes. The knowing, I imagine. Yeah, okay, so we're talking about the movement of pure consciousness. Yes. Some people, it's okay if, if you don't know what I'm talking about. It's okay. Let, that's what you're doing here, is to find out and taste it for yourself. Did you ever do something? And it was just like, God, that happened by itself. Sometimes it happens when you're driving. Or it's like, oh, did, did I do that already? And it's not exactly a habit or that your mind was was, you know, daydreaming about something else. And it's not amnesia, but some, some automatic movement happened. Some, some things like, you know, I didn't know what I was going to say to them, and then all this stuff just came out. I was kind of listening, listening to myself talking, hearing it for the first time. Do you know this? So these are kind of examples of pure consciousness moving through you. Your mind plays catch-up. That's one of the great signals of pure consciousness is moving through you because your mind is watching it for the first time. Or it missed it altogether and it's like, did I really drive there? Did I really just drive for the last two hours? Huh? I don't remember much about the road. Do you know? And it's just like, all right, so, so something was taking over. Something was taking over. Your mind wasn't the one. I'm in control. I'm driving the car. I'm the one making this happen. So it wasn't. The, the, the big loud doer, the one imagining it's in control of something. That movement of pure conscious coming, consciousness coming through you, we're after that 24-7. 24-7. Now, I can't do that because I've got kids. I can't do that because my work needs me to be a certain way. You watch, your mind's going to have plenty of excuses. Nothing will happen. I would just sit on the sofa all day. Well, maybe... But you'll eventually get up to pee. And then you get up to cook. You'll eventually get up to go to bed. And you learn. You literally will learn how to function from a place that's not overlaid by your mind. There's a neurological component to this too, but I'm not going to talk about that tonight. Can your mind, can your body be in service to, to, to a deeper wisdom within you? Can any ideas that you have at all be flipped over to be the opposite of what they are? How much of your value system are you married to? So, 
if pure consciousness makes you do something, makes you do something, urges the movement to do something that you would never normally do, never normally do, what do you do? Can you step back and let pure consciousness do it? Or do you kill yourself afterwards because I can't believe I did that, I can't believe, and it's like, let's reclaim the right and wrong, let's stop the natural flow of pure consciousness because mind knows better. Is that what happens? So we get this chink of like letting the natural flow move through us. And then we say, get back in your box, get back in your box. I really don't want to be free at all, I'm scared of it. <coughs> That's usually the truth of what's going on. We're just scared of it. Because it means you have no control. There's no reference point. There's total freedom. There's no, you have to be accountable, but at the same time, you're not controlling what you're doing. The level of trust and surrender is huge. It's huge. And that's what's asked of us. Your sense of right and wrong will have to be turned upside down and inside out. You can't take that with you. That is your mind's tool to stay in charge. Your value system will be the sticky one. That will be your sticky one. Because it kept you safe. It guided you. It got you where you were going. Guided you all along the way. Your consciousness can play the game of you being at work. Being a doctor or a teacher or a politician or a shop steward or a retired person. It doesn't matter. Your consciousness can play that too. Do you trust it? Do you trust it to do it? Or his mind said, ah, no, you can't at work because, you know, you can't afford to get fired. Like, you, you can't, whatever. So I believe it. You want to believe that? Freedom is worth that to you? Okay. So whatever excuse your mind puts up, it's an excuse. They're all invalid. Freedom is sitting there waiting on you. But, but you believe, you really believe that your mind knows better than your consciousness. Like, that's the bottom line. That's, that's why you choose to give more attention to your mind than, than to your consciousness. Does anybody not have a clue what I'm talking about? Yes, Jack, um, could you give an example of, I mean, it seems easy to let pure consciousness go, and go through you and acknowledge <clears throat> it when it's in alignment with your values. Uh, but can you give an example uh, for us of looking against your value system and how that might be okay? Because that's what I think I hear you say. Yeah. Could you give an example? I think that yeah. Would be good. Yeah. Okay. When I when I was consciously working against against that, against my own right and wrong, I remember when I started to do it. It's like, shoot, I, I'm 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 so tied into what's right and what's wrong here. That's that's I've got to take that on. And I was in Amma's Amma, the hugging mother, 
she tours around and goes to various cities and hugs people like millions of people. And um, so I was in her place in India. And it's completely worked on, on voluntary work. I mean, that's the deal. You go there to, to contribute because it, that's how it works. And she's there doing service and you go there and you do service. And I knew I had to say no. But that's the code. You don't go there unless you're doing service. That, that's, the whole thing is built on service. The core value of the place. And I had to go and say no consistently. And so you staff coming up here all the time. So I need someone to wash the dishes. Will you wash the dishes? You're, you're actually not supposed to say no, really at all. And I'm like, no. I'm like, don't give an excuse, Jack. Don't. Don't buy. Don't, don't manipulate here. Just no. The answer is no. Didn't say anything, Jack. Don't say anything. Just eyeball him. The answer is no. You know? So they came again and again and again and again. Like constantly, knocking on my door. You, you have no seva. You have to be doing service. I'm like, I'm not doing seva. Somehow, I didn't get thrown out. <laughs> but it was really freaking hard. Because I would see, like, okay, somebody is running with, with, with food, you know, and they, and they drop the plates of food, and I would automatically go over and help them. And I'm like, stop. Stop. Don't help. Just don't help. So, in recent years, so that was, like, on the path. In recent years... One of the latter things to break was when somebody was judging me because they misunderstood something and the movement of pure consciousness did not offer to give them more information so that they knew what was happening. That, that took a few years. And now I see it happening. I, I, I'm not able to say, but you misunderstood me. I, I, this is actually what we were talking about. You know, and, and it's like, ah, they're, they're, I can't follow it. There's the mind saying, oh my God, they've really misinterpreted something and they're all upset. And I'm like, I can't put them straight. I have to just let them sit on it. And, and then being pissed off over something, which is a complete and total misjudgment of the situation. But I just have to let them blame me and, and, and go into that spin because there's nothing here that's willing to give them the right information so that they're more informed about it. So everything in the conditioning that says, be honest, be open, clear, communicate clearly, down the toilet, together. Let yourself be misunderstood. It's like, oh my God, oh my God, I just have to let them sit in this crap. This is awful. You know, but it's worse for them than for me, because I'll have forgotten about this in a minute, so... <laughs> you know? And they were like, oh my god, that's okay. And I'm like, okay, off we go. Let it roll where it's going to roll. And you know, it's not that the mind comes in and says, oh, I'm actually walking the higher ground because I'm honoring pure consciousness. That doesn't happen. You don't get that brownie point, you don't get that feel good factor. You don't. You're left in the crap of like, this is causing pain and it seems completely unnecessary. But this is the flow of consciousness and honoring that is my job. No more. You know? So are you saying that, um, I, I guess what I'm asking, can you feel that it's consciousness directing you in that situation? Yes. Okay. 
Yes. So if you have the impulse to explain or something, that's the direction consciousness is going. Are you saying? I mean, how do you? I guess. Where is the impulse coming from? Yeah, and that's that's what I'm trying to get at to some extent because it seems it could get very confused. Yes. It's pure trial and error within yourself. Because you can be saying to yourself, oh, there's no pull here to, uh, to um, explain myself. Half an hour later, actually, I was attached to having the experience of not explaining myself because I thought that was the right thing to do. Huh. You see? Mind will do this. Yeah, that's what I'm... That's why I guess I'm trying to get a little bit of... How do you tell? Yeah. Yeah. I guess it's in the tussle. It's, in the it's discernment. Discernment, yeah. Discernment is, is... Okay. Discernment is when there's a right and a wrong, and both options are there, and you pull back to a knowing that is deeper than both of them. Mm. That's discernment. The motivation, it, 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 it's, it's not right or wrong. It's neither right nor wrong. But the knowing doesn't give a shit. Knowing doesn't give a shit. That's it. And so does it matter if like, I have a... Um, I like doing certain things a certain way or dressing a certain way or something, and I just, well, that's just what I do, versus... I just put on whatever I put on. I mean, what's, you know, who cares if, I mean, yeah, I'm just going to be a pain in the ass for a minute. It's, it's, it's wonderful. It's like the ama thing, right? Yeah. It's like, okay, I can just go and say yes, even if my ego, whatever, yeah, I, can, I can say yes or I can say no. Yeah. Why does it matter? In the bigger picture, it doesn't matter at all. But something in us wants to be free. Right, but the free, the, the place that's free, doesn't care if Sid says yes or no. I mean, that's what I'm trying. I'm trying to find the, yes. the connection between the surface thing and what's yeah. real. Yeah, yeah. Okay. It's not that it doesn't care. It's that it's okay with either path. Right. It doesn't have a preference. But it is only going to go one way. But what's going to pure consciousness. Away? Pure consciousness is only going to roll out one way. The thing is, we override it with the right and wrong that we have learned. But pure consciousness is only going to do one thing. It's either going to wear that T-shirt or wear a different T-shirt. So, does it really not care? Hmm. It doesn't. It, it's not bothered. But it's only going to go one way, because one t-shirt needs to be worn. So which one is pure consciousness going to pick up? But your mind can imagine that you're listening to pure consciousness by saying, well, I know that place doesn't care, so I won't care. It's like, no, that's your mind having a concept about what pure consciousness would do. See it? Looking forward to sitting in the chair. <laughs> yeah, even if you have it by a cobweb. Sometimes these concepts, you're like, I think I get it. You know, it's like, that'll be great. That'll be great. Yeah. So, so that's what happens as well, I suppose, because we have so much access. It's a kind of a more recent phenomenon. We have so much access to, to spiritual 
I don't know, spirituality to, to the do's and don'ts of, of how to manage. YouTube. Hmm? YouTube. YouTube. Satsang. Yeah. It's everywhere. It's, it's, there's an awful lot of, of just information out there. Yeah, internet. That's what did it. But traditionally, you know, you like, you work for 12 years. I know in, in the Hindu tradition, like you work for 12 years in service before you get any non-dual teachings. That was there until like a couple hundred years ago. 12 years in service, full time, before you get information about your mind and how it all works. Like, that's a long time to pay your dues. Here, you just log on to YouTube. So there was always um, a monitoring of the spiritual teacher to make sure that the student was ready for the concepts. We're now in a culture where we've got all these concepts, spiritual concepts, and we're not ready for them. And in come the concepts, and it kind of works for a while, and then it doesn't work at all. So we, this is a new phenomenon. How, how do you figure it? And it's trial and error, how we figure out what concepts are valid. Where is my mind grabbing a spiritual concept and making it fit? And then, of course, it doesn't feel right after a while. Something is off. We have no solution for that as yet. We have no, because of the freedom of information. So we just have to cultivate our own wisdom. You know? I don't know what, what, what's going to happen with that down river. I don't know. You know, and, and I suppose it's kind of endemic in our culture too, because like when we were kids, you know, Santa Claus and the birds and the bees, they were kind of pushed out there, you know, and you found out about Santa Claus and then shortly afterwards you found out about the birds and the bees, you know, and eventually the whole sex talk happened and what happens and doesn't happen and all the intricacies of it. And we were kind of more ready for it. And even that, uh, there's a lot of information where kids don't know where to put it. Same as us. Same as us. There's a lot of spiritual information we've no place to put it. It's the same thing. You see? But that's, a, that's, that's something we can do this week. It's like, hold on, where's the spiritual concept and where is what, what really works for me and what has, have I grabbed as a spiritual concept but somewhere in my gut I know it's, it's sticky. I know it's a bit off. That's discernment. Listen to that where you know it's a bit off. That's what I want to like, okay, let's, let's pull it apart. Because your mind will grab spiritual concepts. It loves them. Because it usually gives it like a cop out. You know? Yes, Peter. Whatever the setup is, mm -hmm. whatever the setup is, Then I, and then I, and I'm, there's resistance on my part. Whatever the setup is, and there's resistance on my part, then I know that the setup was from pure consciousness. Okay. When is a setup not from pure consciousness? And then a setup be there? Can something be created that didn't come from pure consciousness? Uh-huh. We might have a lot of I don't knows this week. It's it's good because the mind doesn't know. 
everything that happens is created by pure consciousness. Our perception of it, <laughs> our perception of it depends on what we're able to see, what we like and what we don't like influences what we see. A dog could come in and poop, and somebody could say, oh, a dog pooped, and somebody said, that's absolutely disgusting. That's two different lenses of perception, but it's the same, it's just dog poop. Sorry, I'm making it out of bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, there we go, there's a pattern I've just noticed. Okay, so <laughs> there's a lot of shit talk, it sounds like, sorry. Okay, so, so your perception filters all the time what's going on. Pure consciousness is always fine with whatever shows up. Always. Sometimes it comes in to change and move chaos to order, and sometimes it doesn't. It doesn't seem to have hmm, any predisposition, but the mind does. The mind has preferences and likes order and likes certain yes. things. Pure consciousness doesn't do those kind of predispositions, those kind of preferences. It doesn't really do those because it doesn't have the reasoning. It doesn't mind. It's all itself showing up in form. It doesn't lose anything. It doesn't gain anything by any manifestation, any event. You see? So the resistance, yeah, resistance shows up. Now, can you see the resistance in droplet? Or does resistance win, win your, um, do you honor the resistance? That's the question. If you honor the resistance, okay, mind is in, mind is in charge now and, and you're in your subjective perception. And then, just to kind of convolute it further, an immature mind is going to accept whatever is going on, a setup, and imagine that, oh, I just have to accept it, okay? Really, it's just a habit of being a friggin' victim. Yeah. And they're taking a, a rap on the knuckles or, you know, a slap on the cheek or, and it's like, because they're not able to listen to pure consciousness either. But there is a spiritual thing that pure con concept, your consciousness would accept this, but you end up actually just being a freaking victim, just playing into another pattern that's inside. Tricky, huh? Yes. Cultivating wisdom. That's what we're talking about. This is the kind of stuff that is wisdom. Not for the beginner. But can I say that again? Setting it up. Yes. It seems that pure consciousness will set up a situation where um, I'm resisting. Okay. I see. Okay. I only see yeah. that it's coming from pure consciousness yes. because it was resistant. Okay. Because the resistance. Yeah. And I said, well, yeah. just let it flow. Yeah. Okay, so there is an event, yes. something's unfolding, yes. and resistance happens. And 
you in, your mind gets engaged to interpret it in a certain way in order to use it as a spiritual practice. So the definition you put on it is that pure consciousness created this in order to show me about my resistance. Yes. Okay. Do you see what the mind has done? Yes. Mm. <laughs> you can make a story out of that, won't you? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but that's how we do it, no? We turn it into a story and an event and a cause and effect and, you know, a purpose. And we turn it into, oh, embellish the whole thing in order to heal the resistance, no? Yeah. Yeah, okay, I don't know. <laughs> Yeah. 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 I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's such a push to want to know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It seems really important to keep it simple. And to, it seems also that the, just the pure intention of wanting to come from consciousness has a sort of it creates a mechanism or a protection or something. Or even if you think you do something wrong, it still works out because that's your intention. So discernment grows inside that. I don't know if intention is the right word, but um, even if you do something wrong. Well, you see, there I got caught up with that. You sure did. <laughs> well, if you take a detour where you let mind lead you astray, you know that can happen, right? <laughs> <laughs> You know now what you're doing. Do, do you know what you're doing? Can you see what you're doing? Uh, yeah, I really, yeah, I guess I'm creating a little bit of a story. Am I doing that? Don't ask me. You figure it out yourself. Okay. Hmm. Well. A rationale? No. So ask your question again and let's see if you hear it this time. So it, it seems to me that if you have the pure intention of coming from consciousness and you keep it simple that the discernment will naturally just sort of evolve as you, you'll, under, you'll feel the impulse or the, um, you'll get a, a deeper sense of when it's coming from consciousness, naturally, as okay. you proceed. Okay. And then the other part you said? Oh, about the mind. Something about even if you take a detour? Yes, even if, even if you get it wrong. Well, you see, this is my perception, because I will cater sometimes to certain uh-huh. And circuitry yeah. that is not good for me. Yeah. And then I'll be berating myself because I know better. Yeah. And then I'm like, okay, I just kind of wasted my time doing that. So then I just have to sort of live it out and get back to, I don't know, forget it. <laughs> <laughs> it's a mess. So sewn into that yeah. was... It's, it's more I could feel it from you. Yes. Mm-hmm. That if your intention is to come from pure consciousness and you keep it simple, it's like, okay, there's a good girl and there's a good girl. Yes, yeah, all good girl. Yeah. Yes. Pure consciousness it doesn't do good, yes. good or bad. It doesn't yes. do right or wrong. Yes. It doesn't. That's a human value system, yeah. a, a yeah. learned, created thing. Mm-hmm. There's no getting it right. There's no getting it right. No. It's not the right thing to do to listen right, to your right. consciousness. Right. It's not the right thing to do. There's no right or wrong thing. So are you saying that cultivating wisdom is basically getting out of the way because all that is flowing is pure consciousness? 
There's no yeah. There's no perception, there's no purpose. Just just get, get out of the way. Ooh, um, it's not quite that simple. Um it could be, but but I wanna make sure we're not missing stuff. Wisdom is is when there's a recognition of all the different games of your, as many different games of your mind as you can manage by yourself seeing when they're at play because you can say okay stepping out of the way fine yeah it might last for 10 minutes human interactions are going to just command some old patterning in you to come up so the wisdom is there when the wisdom is there what it does is keeps you alert to the tricks the games the subtleties that your mind plays so the recognition of knowing that that's what's happening is already keeping you in the knowing. Yes, that's the wisdom. It's like, yeah, exactly. When you don't recognize it, you're probably not in the knowing. Your question. Yeah, you're already kind of negotiating. You're already half in there, either being co-opted by the mind totally or negotiating with it. When the right or wrong, like Andy was saying, you know, it's yeah. like when the right or wrong part of it. It's very, it's very sticky. But the wisdom is like, ah, oh, that's what mind would do, but there's nothing there to support it. There's nothing there to support it. You just can't follow through. So you can hear the old pattern, and then the volume gets lower, the volume gets lower and lower and lower. But there's nothing there. If there's no effect, then there's wisdom. There's no effect. So it's just recognized, and the wisdom sees it. There's no judgment of it. It's just like, oh yeah, you know, that's, that's an old pattern. That, that's it. There's no judgment of it. So the getting out of the way, yes, it's a great blanket slogan, phrase, it's great, getting out of the way. Darn tricky to keep that up for a few days. Mm-hmm. Even if you have it for a moment, there's the, the wisdom is there for catching it. Yes. yes. Because it's hard to stay in it, yes. but it doesn't matter, because just that knowing means it's possible. Yes. And it soothes when it's not happening, something like that. Okay, I'm with you as far as that knowing, that knowing shows you that it's possible. When you're not in it. When you step out of it. Yes. Going back to the knowing again, that touchstone. Yeah. So the trick is to, this is really catchy, let's see. Yes. The more you step back and you stay in the knowing, the more it's obvious when it's not the knowing. You have it. So in the beginning, there's a pull from your value system. It's like, darn, darn, I really want to do that. It's all going to be mine. Yeah, it's all mine. The mind is when you, you're there. Yeah. And the more you can be there, the yeah. more it's obvious that yeah. it's not mine. The volume goes down. The pull, the addiction to honor what so you think okay is right or wrong. It keeps reduces, coming reduces, out of you because it doesn't have as much effect on your pure self. Why are you saying it's okay to come out of it? What's that? Because it will happen. Oh yeah, it does happen. But what I mean by okay is that it has less effect on your on your everything. Your mind, body, emotions, play of life, the experience. Whatever it is that's flowing. Yes. 
Okay, I think where you're going might be all of it getting lost in storyland, coming out of storyland, cultivating wisdom, all of it is always okay. You can't do anything about it. Right. Can't do anything about any of it. It's going to ride the way it's going to ride. Right. So if we grab a spiritual concept, well, I can't do anything about it anyway. This is just pure consciousness doing all of it. The mind loves that one. <laughs> yeah, loves that all one. All that stuff. The stepping out of it and all that craziness is okay for the fact that it shows you the two sides. That, that you're not... To, to not bother. Yes. Yes. And that's why it's there. Yes. Otherwise, we'd stay. Otherwise, we'd stay. Just pure consciousness. No problem. It's a funny old paradox, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Well, if you catch it, it's kind of fun. Because that seems to be happening to me a lot. Yeah. And the only thing I can attribute it to is the more, the only thing that is happening is the more you can come to the stillness and let just pure consciousness flow without any anything coming from mind, then the more obvious it is that there's something dirty over here that you don't have to pay attention to either. Is that what's happening? Yeah. More you can, yeah. So that's the practice, if it's even a practice. It's not really a practice, it's just a... Nice happening. So, so in the there's something over here. Is it is it that there's less labeling? There, the labeling is reducing. No, it's just more obvious. What's more obvious? Um, you don't. I don't have to label or, or yeah. have anything to do with it. it yeah. Sit, uh, decisions or I'm right and I'm spiritually more advanced and I know what that is. Yeah. No, none of that. Yeah. It's yeah, just a, all, yeah. A, awareness. Okay. Good. Yeah. <coughs> no, you know you're perfect because 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 labeling turns down a dial. Like it's really strong labeling to say I like that, I want that, that's right, that's wrong, that's good, that's bad. No how it's deep in there. It's still yeah, it's still labeling, and so labeling gets dialed back. Yes. Gets dialed back, and so. Certain things mightn't actually be seen at all, or they wouldn't be noted as events. Just, just they just don't register as events. It's just energy moving. Something in your brain isn't saying, "Oh, so and so said that." So, so what did you think of that? And it's like, "Well, I didn't notice anything." Really, were we in the same place? You know that that type of event happens. So, so it's like the day labeling comes back because pure consciousness isn't interested in investing in the part of your brain that wants to control and be entertained by the world. It's only making up stuff anyway. That's what the labeling is. It's just making up stuff. That's what it's doing. Yeah, I've had the practice lately of um, just according myself to a certain energetic level and not letting thoughts be in the way particularly, but just sensing where energy is flowing or not flowing. Yeah. And the first stage that happens is there's is a great deal of need to be patient because it doesn't flow that fast. And I just need to sort of observe that it's not flowing. But as I do that, I'm allowing consciousness to recognize or notice 
what's going on. And in that, there's a potential shift. So that's, that's kind of what I would recognize. So is it true to say that when, when you tune into where energy is flowing, the flow of energy, it's working like a spiritual practice to make you listen correct. more and go inside more. Correct, correct. Yeah, okay. That's great. Whatever brings you in and changes your tempo to what's natural rather than reactionary. I find that I need that a lot because otherwise I'd be very caught up in thoughts. And yes. It's just really in the way. Yes. Yeah. Maybe sleep yet? <laughs> sleep. <laughs> so, just one more thing. Yes, discernment basically recognizing mind. Discernment is is the the capacity to to hear an an impetus, a movement without mind. Yes. A mind comes in after, after. in order to, to help it, to, to, to turn it into function. It yeah, function. Yeah. And sometimes not at all. Sometimes mind doesn't need it, need it at all, and it's just flowing itself. Mm-hmm. Do you know? Mm-hmm. I'm starting to have this experience. Your wisdom and discernment. So, yeah, it was more discernment we were talking about, that it's a it's an, an, an inner it doesn't have a motivation like mind does it doesn't have an agenda like mind does but yet there is movement that's not directed by an agenda so when we are listening and our own agenda is out of the way we can discern which is listening to see what, what's, what's the Flow, what's, what action is going to come from here, from that place that's not directed by an agenda or right or wrong? And so discernment is listening to that. So it takes a fair bit of quietening down. It takes a dropping of your own sense of right and wrong, unplugging from the value system that kept you safe and you learned and got you where you are. So all of that has to be disconnected somehow so that the, there can be complete and total trust to, the, to, to help your consciousness wants to stir up an action through your form. And that's called free action. That action is free when there is no... It, it's kind of fun, you know? That, that there, you, you've no clue at all what, what's happening or why it's happening. And your mind is playing catch-up usually. So we were really just finding a concise, concise definition of uh, uh, discernment. Sorry, but then it's just then seeing what's really coming from consciousness as opposed to the mind filtering. Yes. 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 And it's very easy in theory. It's bloody hard when you start doing that in your in your day. That mind is just in there running the show. It's, it's tricky. Well, it, the mind is so nuanced and subtle that you even when I think I've done something, also, oh my God, 
that it's just you have a finer level of mind that you work That's right. That's screwing things up. That's right. Sucking the agenda, you know? Yeah. Just rerouting things just a little bit. <laughs> no. Yeah. Yeah, it's a tricky thing. Ah. I was just like two things coming. That discernment, I've noticed when I'm playing that game of the discernment and watching, but I also noticed what he talked about when that the energy. Yeah. And I was just thinking of this time we were just at the Philharmonic, uh, Philadelphia Orchestra, and the energy was so great there that the heart just opened up yes. and activated to the point where the mind just blanks. Yes. Right? And we're just walking back to our car and floating. Yes. The mind wasn't thinking, just acting. Yes. But there wasn't none of that discernment. Like there's the discernment game, yes. and then there was the energy game. Yes. I'm just noticing. But you can't carry the Philharmonic with you. No. <laughs> we have YouTube so we can listen to it. <laughs> but it'll work better if it's live. Yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah. How to do that without the triggers that come from art. Art is classic. Good art. In any, any art form. But good art, it's rich with, with those windows. Mm. Mm-hmm. Was that the question I'm asking? How to do that without the tree? Without, yeah, without the phenomenon. Without walking next to a tree in the park. Yes, yes. No dependency on anything external. Because your mind has already imagined the Philharmonic. You've already created the tree in the park. So the mind is in there, already setting up a dependency on it, which has turned into an external thing to trigger you to go back in. The agenda is still in there. You need an external. So you need your mind to interpret and filter the external in order for you to feel it. I want no mind. response to it would be entirely different because our perception of things would be different. Suffering is entirely dependent on our perception. But there would be no suffering. Yeah. So you're talking about agenda, so the agenda is to have an agenda. Yes. <laughs> you could say that. I don't know how many inspire us. Yeah. But uh, putting it this way, so something pops up. It's sort of a sense of just an intuitive no. Say that again, Tom? Intuitive no. Just right. I'm not going there. Right. Stop. Okay. Right. But there is still, there's, a, there's an effort, there's an impulse. Stop. Okay. Sometimes it pushes hard, sometimes it's, okay. it's, it's it vanishes, just like you were describing. Um, it's something else, <clears throat> of course. Um, stay with that? Yeah. So we're talking about intuition. Do you know the difference between 
and intuitive, and they're both fine, but there's a subtle difference. There's intuition about something, and then there's the movement that just comes from someplace else. And, and... No. <laughs> okay. I, every now and then it says, oh, I had a feeling about such and such. Yeah. And it was uns- something was unspoken, some energy or something like that. So yeah, but I'm not sure about yeah. the term Yeah. Yeah. It's usually that that we don't hear it. It's that we're already taking action before before we realize we're taking action. Do you know? Whereas intuition is like you, you get a gut feeling, you get you get a response of yes or no usually. And it's a great thing. And cultivating intuition is, is great. It's a great skill to have. Alright, because it takes some bit of power away from the mind. And it's usually in a hell of a lot wiser. So it's a good starting point. So there's that. It gives us a yes or a no. It gives us a uh, this way or no that way. It's a bit dependent on the feeling. Discernment, it's action. It's flowing. And you don't get there's no right or wrong or yes or no or this way or that way. There's none of it. It's action that's free of all of that. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you do know it, but you probably might have noticed it much. Everybody does it, but they don't recognize it. Put the discernment part. The discernment part. Okay. Yeah. I get the, there's this sort of creating process, and, and it's not being subjected to what other people are, are, you know, see as important or, or, or not. I mean, if an artist is creating something that they're in touch with their muse, they're just following that energy. It's, it, that's what's got to come in. It's not a matter of how somebody's going to react to this, right. they're going to like it or anything like that's that. Right. It's what it's it's a live energy, and that's, that's what's right. got to come in. That's right. That's right. So you're not judging yourself out of the act of creating. Quite the yeah. opposite. You're going with creating. Yeah. Yeah. And you you know you you find a lot of artists who 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 feel that they're being processed through the art. And so some of their stuff is being worked out. And really it's that pure consciousness is, is, is pushing through the garbage into the art form to release it. I mean, where the mind really gets in the way is, is, is being a kind of critic anticipating how other people are going to react as if it's for something, as if you're trying to gain something in the way of what, what, how other people are going to react, which is utterly in the way. So that's a good one to break. Yeah. What other people think is none of my business. I give them full permission to have any response they want. <laughs> of course. Yeah, give them full permission to have any response they want. That's their prerogative. That's right. Yeah, you can free yourself from that one, but you'd have to condition yourself, you know? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, to be free about it. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Deb? Uh, my question was kind of along the lines of the perceiving, but if it's all pure consciousness and you have the person who's operating completely out of pure consciousness and the person who's operating out of mind, how would you see the difference? Would there be any difference? You can only monitor yourself. You can only monitor yourself. To me, it would look the same. It could. It really you could. could still be just operating in this yeah. 
earthly plane, yeah. or whatever it is. We there have. are no big telltale signs. There aren't. Religion has tried because <coughs> it's like, oh yeah, you'd be good, you'd be humble, you'd be saintly. Get the black castle. You know, yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's like really, mm, it can show up any which way it wants. Actually, that's what makes it free. It'll do anything it wants. So you really can only monitor yourself. There's no, there's no telling. And hence, you know, hence great teachers who, you know, have not washed their own laundry, you know, there's a fair bit of that too, you know. It's part of it, you see. Because they're doing the right thing, they bought the spiritual concepts, a great Shakti moves through them, but, but there's an agenda, there's an agenda, and their needs are coming out in some other way, you know, because they're not addressing them themselves. All versions of it. We just gotta manage ourselves, you know. Mary, I see your hand. Yeah, I, I, I'm thinking about this intuition thing. Yeah. And I sometimes feel guilty when I do it because I feel like I'm cheating myself. Instead of instead of doing pure consciousness, I'm checking in and getting a yes or a no, and I feel like I've screwed myself doing that. Why? Okay, the first thing I'm after is why would it be wrong, screwing yourself? Why would there be something negative because around doing that? Because it's like taking, instead of just trusting that pure consciousness is going to move in the direction of discernment or however, I stop and go, oh no, I have to check in and get the yes or the ah. You see, and then I go, oh, then I feel guilty. Like I, you know what I mean, cheated myself out of the opportunity of allowing pure consciousness. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's interesting. So you're heading to pure consciousness and you, you, you're listening there, but you come back into towards density to intuition. And then you go even denser again, because that's right. And then I judge myself for it. Yeah, then you're going denser again. So it's like the intuition is actually on your way. So it's like your mind is using the intuition in order to bring you into right and wrong. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So it's really the right and wrong is where it's not about the intuition, really. That's just a stepping stone for right and wrong. So the sense of right and wrong needs to get a bit looser. Yeah, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah good and bad, right and wrong. But let's loosen it up, loosen it up, loosen it up. You do not have to be good. Thank you. Oh, my. <laughs> If you to go to sleep saying that, I don't know how to be good. <laughs> <laughs> it would be beautiful. Like, just keep running at it. I don't know how to be good. I don't know how to be good. I don't know how to be good. It's beautiful. Huh? Yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. I'll yeah. oh, bring a smile to one's face. Yeah. yeah. I don't know how to be If that resonates with you, that being good is, is important, run that mantra like a crazy person tonight. Keep running that sentence, I do not have to be good. I do not have to be good. I'll do the good ever again. I'm going to be good. I can't hear you. I'm sorry. Wrong themselves. So what? 
Free freedom and jazz. <laughs> yes. I, I go back to the question that's over here. This is my first seminar, so take it for what it is. Right now, the way I perceive what you're saying is that pure consciousness, in my head, the way you're portraying it, equals to pure chaos. Okay. And therefore, in that respect, if that's what pure consciousness is, because we have to live within our, our world of, of, of yeah. everyday life. Order. And you know, whether, you know, when you say I don't have to be good, there's a certain semblance there that's saying anything I choose to do is okay. And if I choose to do something against another human being, that's not okay. And I don't believe pure consciousness would allow us or should be allowing us. And that's the way I'm getting the, the sense of what you're saying. Maybe okay. I'm obviously misinterpreted. Yeah, I hope I am. yeah, you are completely misinterpreted, okay. but it's perfect. Okay. It's, it's perfect. So the way I work is that I'll find where you are and I'll lift you a bit and I'll find where Chris is and I'll lift him a bit. I'll find where Jack is and I'll lift him a bit. So what works for one might not be appropriate at all. I encourage everybody to develop the wisdom to find out what works for them and what doesn't. At the end of the day, it's about you having more awareness of yourself so you know what way your mind works. So we said earlier about if your mind grabs a concept in order to stop accountability, it's bullshit. That's abuse. Your, your mind is just buying a ticket in order to buy a spiritual concept in order to cop out, bail out. That's an immature mind. That's not what we're talking about. When, when something like you do not have to be good is given to somebody, it doesn't mean you can be bad. It's not about that. It's, it, it's, it's not Mary's homework to be bad. It's about disconnecting from the subconscious belief that she has to be good. It's just a subconscious orienter to be good. She couldn't be bad if she wanted to be. But if we remove the value system of that, where she's at in her path right now, she's not going to be disoriented from it. She's going to be freer. Because it will stop her mind from having a reward system and possibly fear, uh, if I'm not good, it would break that structure which keeps her tied in, in a dualistic interpretation of the world. In breaking that structure, something relaxes. Pure consciousness is inherently good, inherently ordered, but it doesn't have a problem with chaos. It moves between the two, but it's always going towards harmony always going towards harmony. An immature mind has to, like, not listen to the stuff. It's like, an immature mind is like, okay, okay, let's just, let's just, let's look at my value system and figure out if my value system in some way has, has uh, reward and punishment attached to it. And, and dropping the reward and punishment and just seeing the value system for what it is, that would be a great thing for an immature mind. Huge. Completely inappropriate to go to university when you're you know, in, in your kindergarten. But everybody here is of mixed ability. So it's a case of like, like where, where, what, what's appropriate where? What's appropriate where? So, pure consciousness is a, is a movement. 
There is no recognising it until you've walked this path for many a year. Until your level of self-awareness is quite refined. So developing self-awareness is the task. One of the things that you see in self-awareness is how to discern. But it's only when you've spun out your mind's ability to make decisions until you know that it's the obstacle and your mind is creating suffering. While your mind is your friend, listen to your mind. Listen to your mind. If it's your friend and it's guiding you forward and you trust it, that's fine. That's fine. But when you know it's the obstacle to freedom, all right, now that's what we're talking about. But knowing where you're at yourself, don't grasp, don't take anything that doesn't ring through to yourself. That's, that's cr- critical because that's about your own self-awareness. It's like, this doesn't ring true, okay, it's not for me, it's fine, it's for somebody else. It'll be somewhere, and it might come in downriver, be very useful. But you have to use your own discernment. Is this intuition? Does this work for me? Does this resonate? Will this loosen me up a bit? Will this, this just loosen my thinking a little bit? Will this broaden my sense of my perception? Let things be wider, more fluid? All right, pick up those tools. And let the rest of us float on by. Keep listening, but just let it float on by. Yeah? Darla? I was just going to offer that as one of those toddlers that's still banging pots and pans together on this path. <laughs> for me, it's all about, um, I call that uh, capital T truth. Yes. That's, so you know that truth. Yes. And there's, all of us have different ways that we are um, standing in our truth. And so the questions help, but like you just described, sometimes you just have to say, hey, that, that's just going yeah. to fly by. Yeah. Because for me, that isn't where I'm at. Yeah. Because I'm still making pots and pans together back here. Yeah. So. And honoring that is the fastest, most efficient way forward. It's like in, without judgment, because then if you're judging and think, oh no, I want the PhD material, it's like, no, honor where you're at, because I'll tell you, there's no sequence. There, there is no sequence. Like, But honesty and integrity, they're the tools that will make the thing go faster. Not where you're at. They're the tools. And being honest with yourself and having integrity to honor yourself, all right, they're the ones. They're the potent ones. You know? All right. (laughs) (laughs) It's going to be a soup for a few days. Okay. We call it a day. All right.